Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Crowd at Wrigley making noise, trying to help Saya at the plate. The payoff pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. Ball game over. The Reds sweep the Cubs, taking the finale 8-5. to Well, Andrew thinking about a bunt. I don't know how many bunts Haas has had during the course of his career, but he's normally a power hitter. Ball's cranked to center field. Robert back on it. Luis makes the catch. Here comes the winning run, and here come the Tigers. 6-5, your final score. Steve Rosenblum. Mike Esposito on Sports Radio 670, the score. Stink, stank, stunk. There was one good thing in that montage there, Steve. And it was Tom Petty. It was. Running down a dream. Well, are the Cubs and Sox still running down a dream? Welcome in. Rosenblum and Esposito with you this holiday. It's holiday Monday. It is 7.01. And I want to note that I will not be wishing anyone a happy Memorial Day. I will be wishing people a good bit of health in a on a solemn day. And I welcome you. To our airwaves. I welcome everyone, Sox fans, Cub fans, for radio therapy. We're here for you. We have, here's the good news. Liam Hendricks is coming back from cancer. He should be activated today. He kicked cancer's ass. The Cubs, the Sox closer, kicked cancer's ass. So ends your baseball highlights for the entire city. <laughs> That's the good news. Good night, everybody. Drive home safely. Tip Rick Hahn and Judd Hoyer. So to recap, for those of you joining us here, the Cubs are in last place in the NL Central and are the worst team in the National League. They're the fourth worst team in the majors. The Sox are worse than that. If you were to hold the AL East standings up, you look at the major league standings and you go division by division, and the AL East goes right down through the AL Central. They're in perfect order. That's right. They do. Toronto, the last place team in the East, has a half game lead on Minnesota, who is the AL Central. The Sox are next to last in the AL Central. That they are. After going into, after giving everything away against the Tigers. They are the third worst team and in the majors and grateful for the Royals, or they would be the worst. The Sox are closer to last than first. 
the club the Cubs are actually closer to first than the White Sox are. This is how bad they are in the two worst divisions in baseball. They are. They are. This is a remarkable thing. A week's worth of winning away from being in first place, being in the playoffs, being in contention, both teams, as laughably as I'm talking about this. And we really need, we need to hear from Jim Carrey when talking about their playoff possibility. Don't we, Leo? So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's. So if you need radiotherapy, 312-644-6767. We are the score, Chicago Sports Radio. 312-644-6767. That is our listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. Visit BetQL.com. Our tech zone, that same number, 312-644-6767. Gets you to our tech zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. This is where we are with the state of it. We, we're offering you our airwaves as therapy. But I, I, I will give you this because two days ago on these very airwaves on Inside the Clubhouse, after a good week from the White Sox and the Cubs had had a nice start to the week and the, the losing streak had not gone to four. They had just lost the opener to the Reds. Bruce and I were looking at the standings and looking at the teams and looking at the divisions and really, we were glass half full on Saturday morning, all of 48 hours ago. But, you know, because you look, it's it's the Tigers and it's the Reds, and I'm not trying to pick on either team, but those are teams. You can pick on them. If you're a good team, you're going to beat those. You're going to win those series, right? So that is the the difficulty. It's not like you came in, for example, Tampa coming in to play the Cubs today. It's not what they need. That's not the, what the they need. The worst team in the National League does not need the Tampa Bay Rays coming in. If you got swept by the Rays this season, uh, you 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 would be upset, but you would not be like, wow, well, they're beating everybody. The Reds coming in. They're trying to lose. They're trying to suck. The Red, So the Reds were 21 and 29, and they are now 24 and 29 after the Cubs. The, 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 There's so much in common with these teams. What you're talking about with the Reds, and what you're talking about with with the Tigers against and two a bunch of teams in bad divisions. I dare you to tell me the difference. And do, does either team have a manager you trust? AJ Hinch. I mean, based on his no, Astros. No, I'm talking about the Cubs and Sox. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Tigers or the Reds. No, AJ Hinch has no leadership, and the you see the Houston Astros for details. But let's just I, talk about. David Ross and Pedro Grafal, do you trust either I'll, one of them? I'll start with the Sox because it's a, it's an easy no, and I'm not trying to pick on Pedro Grafal. It's like we're still getting to know him, right? I mean, his first year, I, at this point, he's a no, right? You don't know what, what the heck he's going to be long term. I would say I have a lot more faith in Rossi, and and we uh, heard Based from this what? this week. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just saying the Jed Hoyer comments, I believe it was Tuesday, it might have been Wednesday, but... When he basically said, you know, the blame is on me for that bullpen and, you you know, the guys out there aren't performing and this is on me. Don't put this on Rossi because basically I, he has minimal options out there in terms of end of game stuff, right? There's Mark Leiter Jr. who was a non-roster spring training invitee who's your best guy out there. 
And outside of that, they've struggled. I mean, Fulmer was supposed to close. Uh, you bullpen. could say this bullpen's horrible. It's it's horrible. Bullpens change Boxberg, all the time. Boxberger's hurt. Fulmer, who had closed before, and I, you could call him probably the biggest name they brought in in the offseason for that bullpen, has been good in the past, has not been good this year, right? That's not even debatable. Leiter has been really good, though. And I, I'm good with Adbert Alzali. I know he has had his ups and downs, too, but I think he is uh, one of your better arms out there. But anyway, Jed, Jed was basically trying to deflect and say, I've got this, right? This is my bad. You know, we, we need to um, get better in that bullpen. Now, does that absolve some of the in-game moves of David Ross? I don't know, and I'm not saying... I, I, have, I have more faith in Rossi as a guy who knows the game and who is a guy who's been around. You kind of get a feel for, for what he wants to do. Um, but on, on the south side, and nothing personal versus Pedro Grafol. I don't know the man. I've never talked to him. He's two months into his tenure, and it's not been a good one so nope. far. He sounds like a rookie manager. Yes. Now, Pedro Grafol's team is bad defensively, isn't that smart on the bases, and isn't up for every game. That sounds familiar. It does. Remember, Pedro Grafol <laughs> was the guy who took the job and like cut him. He was on, there's a video of whatever happens, we're going to get ready and we're going to kick your ass every That's night. That's right. Well, no, you're not ready. You're not kicking everybody's ass. And you sound like a rookie manager. So the same problems that existed before exist now, and the manager hasn't fixed them. And he should learn his pictures, by the way. Learn who his pitchers are, what they're capable of doing. And last yesterday was a perfect example. So you have Kendall Graveman throwing how many? Count them. I did count them. He pitched six pitches in the one inning of work that he put in yesterday. And Pedro Grafol put in Joe Kelly, who had thrown, like, what, almost 30 the day before. Okay? Kendall Graveman has multiple inning experience. So... Naturally, Pedro Grafol, the rookie manager, was asked, what about Graveman going into the ninth? And we have Pedro Grafol talking about that. Is there a discussion about having Graveman possibly go the ninth? Uh, we talked about that early, and we liked, we liked the, the pocket in the eighth. We liked the pocket in the ninth. Kelly's been one of the best pitchers in baseball for the last three weeks, four weeks, if not the best. So I'm certainly not going to shy away from Kelly in that type of situation. You know, so, I mean, it, it kind of played out the way we scripted it, you know, before the game, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it any other way. Well, then you're a loser. There's no way you would do that again. You can't be that dumb. Of course you would do it any other way. You just lost, and you made a bad decision. You had a guy who threw 27 pitches a day before. Why would you bring him in? Well, that's because that's the way we doped it out before the game. You know what that tells me? Is a rookie manager who can't manage the game in front of him. That's the worst, the worst criticism you can level at a manager or a coach. Like we said that about Billy Donovan this year. Yeah. He can't coach the game in front of him. Pedro Grafol is not managing the game in front of him. I mean, six pitches, one, two, three in the eighth, and Graveman gets through it, and Kelly. So I, I don't disagree with his Joe Kelly points about how great Joe Kelly had been pitching, except he threw a ton of pitches the day before. And your other kind of pseudo-closer until Hendricks comes back today 
threw only six pitches. Mm-hmm. That's like one batter. To, and, and so it's not like he was out there taxed, couldn't go anymore, couldn't give you anymore. And especially because Kelly had pitched the day before. I, I just don't see the logic in not leaving Kendall Graveman in there. He's Mike Esposito. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We're here until 10 a.m. We'll turn it over to Mark Grody. Mark Grody will be here from 10 till 1245, taking you up to Cubs baseball, the pregame show at 1245. Cubs and Rays. I mean, is that really fair? I mean, the Cubs, and it's a beautiful day. It will be a beautiful day for baseball, but the Rays, I mean, the Cubs, can't they? It, it I is. was going to say, can't they pick on someone their own size, but they it, just did and they couldn't. It is fair, and I'll tell you why, Rosie. Marcus Stroman is pitching today, and Marcus Stroman, his last outing against the Mets, was magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Marcus Stroman, pitching well enough to get traded. (laughs) He's Mike Esposito. I'm Steve Rosenblum. If you would like to vent, Cub fans, Sox fans, 312-644-6767. That that will get you to our listener line and our tech zone, 312-644-6767. Some of the texters are have some thoughts. Share, share with the class. From the 219, we love the 219. Good morning, gentlemen. Let's try to suck better than ever today mm-hmm. with a baseball emoji next yeah. to it. So we appreciate that. Uh, also, from, <laughs> from the 224, MLB is looking for a city to start a new franchise. I nominate Chicago. It would be it. It would be it. The the Sox benefit by having the Royals and A's in their league, and they're still worse than the Cubs. Well, here's and the, the th- and and one of the things that really is so aggravating when you watch the Sox, everybody knows, everybody knew, including the new manager. Remember, he made the point, and he said it during the interview. If they were. If the White Sox were ready to play, we weren't going to beat them. That's what Pedro Grafol said through the prism of being on the Royals bench. Okay, so he determined we're going to be ready to play. Everybody else knew the other problems, right? They they suck defensively. They're dumb on the bases. And they're not ready to play on top of that. Also, they're unreliable offensively. You don't know where they're going to go. And who's going to pitch well and who's not going to pitch well it's a crapshoot. You're playing. You're playing reliever roulette. Well, so let me tell you, with a new manager who isn't the narcoleptic-inducing Tony Larusa, what's changed? Rick Hahn got to make his choice. Rick Hahn made his choice. Remember his first choice? You brought a name up earlier. AJ Hinch. AJ Hinch. Right. So that was Rick, pre pre Larusa. Right. He wanted Hinch. Right. Yes. And and it looked like he was going to be there because they had AJ Hinch's signature on their website, on over the picture of Tony Larusa, their new manager. Until Larusa. But here's here's what we know about the Rick Hahn profile. He doesn't know how to hire a manager. Rick Hahn's bad at this, in my view. AJ Hinch swore up and down. He told his team to stop cheating. He told the Houston Astros to stop cheating. He broke several big screens that they were using when they were banging on trash cans, right? And his team didn't do it. So Rick Hahn chose a guy initially who has zero leadership and authority. A.J. Hinch couldn't get his own team to stop cheating. And now he chooses Pedro Gafol, who can't get his team ready every game. 
and they still suck defensively. And you saw it yesterday. Louis Robert, well, he's going to take a bad angle. Mm-hmm. He's he's running bad pass patterns. And then there's Tim Anderson, supposedly an elite shortstop, and he can't handle a and, – and listen to the excuse Pedro Grafol makes for Tim Anderson not being able to handle a ground ball to short. What did you see on the play for Robert on the slide for the triple? I think originally he, he broke to, to catch it, which – he he does that. He makes the, he makes plays like that. That ball was sinking in hard, and then he he um, and then he he tried his best to just keep it in front of him, and it didn't, and he and he couldn't. But originally, the ball, as soon as it was hit, I mean, he broke to make the play. You know, which is what we want him to do. You know, what he does every day, he's the best at it. You know, and then I, and then you know, the ball does different things out there. You know, and and then once he saw that he wasn't going to catch it, he tried to cut it off, um, and he and he didn't. He couldn't. Did uh, Tim have a play on that? Uh, I thought he did. Yeah. I think I have to look at the video, but I mean, we had the infield in. You know, those are tough plays, man. I mean, it's contact, ball's coming at you. Those are tough plays. So I, I thought he had a play. I got to look at the video to see if we if we actually had one or not. Those are tough plays. You know what? If you're a great shortstop, you make it. If you're Tim Anderson, you don't. Dansby would make that play. And I'm not saying Cubs greater than Sox, so before you start. That was that. You know what that reminded me of that because that was the first time I had heard that. I had read it but not heard it. That's the football. I don't want to talk about it. Excuse. Well, I got to look at the video. Yeah, we got to look at the tape. You know what? We're gonna take a break and then we're gonna look at the tape with Mark Potash <laughs> of the Chicago Sun Times. We will talk football. We will talk Bears. We'll see if we learned anything or how we get smarter. And I have a OTA question, among other things, for Mark Potash. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. Thanks for joining us this Monday morning, this holiday, this holiday, Monday holiday, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Marquee Sports Network premieres the latest episode of Cubs Flicks today after Cubs postgame coverage featuring never-before-seen home movie film from the late 20s through the late 50s, including new footage of Cubs stars Ernie Banks, Hack Wilson, Gabby Hartnett, and more, narrated by Hall of Famer Pat Hughes. First episode premiered on opening day. Next episode today, my friend. Pat Hughes' birthday on Saturday. Happy birthday! It was, and we we gave us a chance to. He, he and Coom, and they were talking about the the bobbleheads, the Billy Williams bobblehead with the wrong number. By oh boy! The way. They didn't mention the wrong number, but it had number one on it. But they were talking about the bobbleheads and Billy Williams being a Hall of Famer, and Coom asks, "Well, did you get a call now that you're you know when you got into the Hall of Fame? It was a great exchange." And it was a wonderful example of radio. What baseball on the radio is, was for me, it was great. And I'm very happy for Pat going to the Hall. Awesome. It's terrific. Now, we're going to the Busey Bank score hotline. That's what we're doing here. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito, the Busey Bank score hotline is brought to you by, brings you Mark Potash, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Mark Potash of the Sun-Times, we're here to talk some football because baseball sucks in Chicago. Hi, Potsy. How you guys doing? We're doing still, good. Still, still May, right? Yeah. Huh? It's still May, right? Yeah. By a few days, you okay. guys. Yeah. All right. You're <laughs> scaring me with these uh, calls. So get, get ahead of your trade. Day. Well, May is when we look at Memorial Day and we determine who can do what and who can't. And now this is when you bring up the 2005 Astros. And they were in last place, and here they were in the World Series. And you bring up Davey Martinez's Washington Nationals, Nationals yep. and, and they Braves were a few like years 19 ago and thirty-one. Yep, and look at all that, right? Isn't that what you do to try to justify the rest of the season? Yeah, clinging to the to the one example that that kind of helps helps you out is uh, it's kind of a Chicago thing, I think. <laughs> it is. So I yeah. was Saturday. There was, was a t- there was a team that won three games once and then won thirteen the next, but they had Peyton Manning at quarterback. So you know, sometimes it doesn't quite work out. Well, maybe that is that Justin Fields guy going to work out. I had a I have a problem with people doing a particular thing, repeating what has become a mantra, which I think is stupid. But I'll, I'll run this by you since you're a man of of wonderful logic and you can you can pick this apart. The idea that this is the Justin Fields No Excuses Tour is dead wrong because every change that they've made that people say there's no excuse now is an excuse. It's a built-in excuse. You can already hear it. We heard it with Jay Cutler. Oh, this is new. They'll get to know each other next year. And next year's a year they got to make a decision. So whether it's the offensive line redone except for Braxton Jones and and whether it's the tight end, hey, we got Aaron Rodgers tight end. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers knew what to do with him. We don't know that Justin Fields will. Oh, we got DJ Moore. And that, well, that's great. That, that's wonderful. They've never played together, and we don't know what Darnell Mooney's going to show up as. 
this whole idea to me of no excuses tour is ridiculous because everywhere you look, there's a potential excuse. And we've done this in this town for a lot of years for anyone we were grasping at, at the hope of being an NFL caliber quarterback. What say you, Mark Potash? Well, I, th- I think the no excuses thing, I think it's just the, that's just the effect. I mean, uh, of course there's going to be excuses. I mean, what if he gets hurt? What if somebody else gets hurt? Uh, what if the first-round pick gets hurt? I mean, there will always be excuses no matter what happens unless you know he blossoms like Peyton Manning did in his second year. But I think the effect, though, I'll be honest, is still the same, is that he will be judged. Uh, uh, he will. Uh, there's going to have to be a judgment made whether the Bears want to spend $30, $40 million a year on a quarterback at the end of this year. And uh, that judgment is going to be based on what he had around him. And so if he fails this time, uh, I think there will be excuses, but I don't think those excuses will hold water, and I don't think I don't think they'll I don't think they'll get sucked in to uh, giving a they could I guess, but to giving like a, a even a Daniel Jones type of contract, and he earned it. Um, so I so I guess I am not there's I don't really have a, a real solid answer to to, to the question. I I get what you're saying. Because there are always excuses, and you know it's not like they're totally loaded up. Uh, and if and if Fields does not progress, it's not just going to be on him. But the effect is, last year uh, there's no way they could have said uh, this is not our guy. I think at the end of this year, uh, just the, the way quarterbacks are rated and judged, they will be able to say yes or no. He is. He is not our guy. Well, Potsy, it's but I funny. agree. He'll fall. He'll probably fall. Just you know, the Bears luck. He'll probably fall right in the gray area. You know, um, <laughs> you know, somewhere just below the Daniel Jones thing. You know, you know, playoff contention instead of like a playoff victory, and make it a really tough decision. What are the odds that he's going to blossom with this new uh, support and and, uh, and become the scourge of the league? Uh, you know, you'd like that to happen, and in this division, it could. But uh, you just know uh, the way things are running in Chicago these days that he's going to fall right in that gray area where you got a tough decision, and it and that's quite that you'll be asking that same thing, uh, excuses or not. Well, Potsy, and it's funny that you brought up Daniel Jones because that's literally what I was going to ask you about. Is that the Giants had a very similar thing with Jones, and and I, if you had asked anyone, I think before last season it was like, all right, they'll probably have Jones this year, and then they'll be in in the market for a QB. And instead, Jones went out and had a really nice season and earned himself uh, an extension. Now, you can argue, is is he going to be worth that? And I, I don't know. You know I still am not uh, the biggest Daniel Jones fan in the world. But I think putting the pieces around fields that you did, even, even if they all come together, I mean, this team only won three games last year. So what what's a successful season after a three-win season? Well, I think uh, first of all, I think the three win thing is a is a little misleading because they weren't trying to win. I think a lot of times you say how many three tim- team how many three win teams have really made progress the following year, and a lot of times those are three win teams that are on the way down. So of course they're going to get either worse or not get much better. If you really look at it, and I have looked at it, if you look at three win teams in the Bears situation, which is under a first year coach with a uh, you know, first-year quarter, young quarterback, who and both are back for the second year. The prospects of making advancement are actually pretty good. I think there's really only like five that fit that category, but they've all won at least seven games the next year. Some, you know, some have made the playoffs. Some have won ten, eleven games. There, there's a better chance. I, I think it's misleading to say they're a three-win team, frankly, because, like I said, they weren't trying to win. I think they compare more favorably to teams in their category, which is, like I said. Three win teams under a first year head coach with both coach and the quarterback back the second year. I think it's better. So to answer your question, 
I think seven, I think eight and nine, nine and eight, uh, with Fields making progress. I think everything more than the record, the more important thing is where is Fields at the end of this year? Is he, you know, less than Daniel Jones? Do you use that as a barometer? Is he Justin Herbert after his first year? Um, you know where is he? And then, but but for but the wins and and that and and the wins will and you know if he's if he's good they'll they'll win more games especially in this division so it's kind of the same thing but I'm saying eight nine nine and eight some kind of playoff contention in December January um, to me that is acceptable but I I do say I think the Bears I have to be a little more positive on that and say that when you call them a three win team they're not quite the same as as most three win teams. I, I think that I think they fit in a special category, like I said, and I think that gives you a little more hope that they could actually make a jump because even teams like I think the Lions are one of the teams that won seven, but there's a lot of teams, uh, including that man, the 98 Manning team that went three and, thir- three and 13, again, with a first year coach, second year quarterback, and, and, and they won 13 games. Mark Potash of the Sun-Times joining us on the score. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito with you talking Bears football here. News over the weekend. DeAndre Hopkins got released. Bye-bye from those Cardinales. Is that somebody the Bears should be interested in? Is Are the Bears a team he would be interested in? Well, uh, first, it's a, it's a player the Bears should definitely be interested in. But uh, on the second part, it's probably not a team that he would be interested in because I think he wants to play for a team that he thinks is going to win. And the Bears... The Bears do do not look like they're going to win, so I don't think they're a good fit for him. And you know something? Who knows? You know the way they're so scheme specific here. Who knows if he's he's a good fit for them? I'm not sure. I don't know the way they think, but you would think just based on it that a guy like DeAndre Hopkins uh, would uh, would be you know just what the Bears need. But I think they feel pretty good about what they have a wide receiver and and um, and so I I, I severely doubt that uh, that would happen. But you know with who knows what Paul's thinking? You never really know. But I just don't think it's a good fit. Um, you know, for, uh, for Hopkins, because I think he's just looking for better. I think even his list includes all the teams that are you know ready to win now. Right. No. And, and Potsy, it's funny. I think our 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 line of discussion here it all ties together, right? If Fields breaks out, then guys like Hopkins want to come and play here. And until that happens, they don't. Well, you know, that's the funny thing. I was kind of jokingly pointing out that uh, uh, in like 2009, Steve, you might remember this, uh, uh, Brad Richards was, was, uh, was uh, a star on the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he, want, and he was going to be traded at the trade deadline, and the, Bear, and the Hawks wanted him, but he turned down a deal with the Hawks because he wanted to, he wanted to go to a team that had a chance to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> this is 2009. He went to the Stars. The Stars became a non-playoff team in the next three years. Two years later, the Hawks were Stanley Cup champions. So those, those you know, sometimes those, the, the, the scenario changes, and the teams that you think are non-contenders become contenders, and the things that are, teams that are contenders become not, you know, the, things change. Let's put it that way. So, and that's what, that's again, I'm picking out the one example. I'm, I'm cherry-picking, totally cherry-picking on that. Uh, guilty as charged. But it is interesting how things can change for players, when they make these judgments about who's who, who's ready to win and who's not, because in the NFL uh, uh, things just change, you know, from year to year. One of the things, Mark, about the the DeAndre Hopkins situation that I had read or had been speculated was that DeAndre Hopkins wanted to go someplace where not just win, but be the number one receiver. He wanted to be the guy, and DJ Moore is the guy here now. He's been designated as such. They traded for him. They they said it. They traded for him with that intention. And I don't know if that factored into it, but it's odd to to think the guy, well, you don't want to compete, you don't want to play. 
what a tandem that would be, and it would be a terrific tandem. But if that's what it was, and that speaks highly, I guess, of DJ Moore, or the Bears have already made their decision, and, and he doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, I tell you the truth, I'm not sure about that because it's kind of weird. That, you know, for one thing, we're not used to discussing number one receivers in Chicago, and I'm not joking. I mean, we just, you know, the, the whole concept. You know, it's like when Cutler complained about the Bears fans cheering when the offense was on the field. Well, you know, we never, we had no idea. We, we were not used to that. I mean, we had, you know, we've never seen good offense, so we don't even know how to act. When the offense, it's kind of the same thing with receivers. I mean, what's a number one receiver? Is the number one receiver the guy who just comes in and he's number one, or does he become the number one receiver by being uh, the the by having chemistry with the quarterback? So I'm not. Sure. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know how that dynamic actually works, but if it does work, as you say, I think I agree. Uh, the idea that, uh, uh, that DJ Moore is a number one guy is good as uh, as long as Chase Claypool is happy being the number two guy. And I think that's a huge question coming in because he's got he's a he's more of a DeAndre Hopkins type Claypool, that is, who probably sees himself who probably says, yeah, I just want to be the uh, I just want to help the team. But in his mind, probably sees himself as the number one guy. I think that's why he's not in Pittsburgh. Well, this it's a huge year for Claypool, too, right? I mean, this is a last year was a bust, no matter how you look at it for the Bears side or when he was still with Pittsburgh, whatever. So in terms of Claypool personally, individually, he's got to be in his head thinking, I need to have a huge year here because, you know, my future earnings <laughs> depend on it in terms of his next contract. And, you know, will that be with the Bears? But you know, predictably, you you've seen all the articles. Oh, Claypool's bounced back. You know, he needed an off season. He was just getting to learn the offense, et cetera, et cetera. The, what's your take on Chase Claypool? We saw some good with Pittsburgh. We saw some bad with Pittsburgh, and we saw some bad last year with the Bears. Well, I thought the most telling thing was from Justin Fields when he said he has a, his attitude change when he referred to attitude change. Anytime you call, you talk about a receiver with an attitude change, a it acknowledges that there was probably an issue last year. And and, uh, and 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 B, it, it uh, at least provides some hope that uh, that uh, you know that that he's that he's going to conform to you know to what the Bears are looking for. But it's a huge it's a huge test uh, for Claypool because I always say again I'm I, I don't it's hard to say, but to me sometimes these guys as much as they want to be just a guy and be a team guy. And this, you know, they're so ego driven. It's hard to do it. I think it's a huge, you talk about a prove it year. Claypool has the biggest prove it year of almost anybody, maybe except for fields, because like you said, I mean, this is the year that he wants to get the contract and he's going to probably have to maybe change his way a little bit. I think that's maybe what fields was talking to talking about with regard to the uh, uh, attitude changes. He's going to have to change his mindset a little bit about what kind of player he is to kind of, be a contrib- contributor enough on this team, um, you know, to get the contract he wants. Now, who knows? There's all, all sorts of possible complications. What if, what if he's getting just kind of complimentary numbers, but productive numbers, but he's not getting the numbers that want, that he needs to get, uh, you know, to get the deal he wants? Well, is he going to be happy with that? My guess is probably not. And so that's going to be Matt Eberflus's job. To kind of manage that situation, and the, and 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 gets his job too, as far as, as the offensive coordinator, he's gonna, you know, Chase Claypool is gonna have to manage himself. The Bears are gonna have to manage Chase Claypool. Uh, it's a lot like having a guy like Brandon Marshall on your team, uh, which you know was was at one time at, time at the first year was absolutely awesome and productive, and the second year kind of blew up in their face. 
Yeah, that's the Train Brandon wreck. Marshall profile. Uh-huh. Wherever he goes, first year he's a Boy Scout. Next year he is Damien. All right, <laughs> Botsy, thanks for your time and have a good holiday weekend. Appreciate. Okay, it. thanks. Same to you guys. Thanks, right, Botsy. Mark Potash of the Sun Times joining us here on the Score. This afternoon, the Cubs take on the Rays at Wrigley Field. Our pregame right here on the Score begins at twelve forty-five with Zach Zaidman. First pitch one twenty. That's on the score in the Xfinity Cubs radio network, Cubs and Rays, this afternoon. Special kind of BS from Scotty Pippen. We're, oh. <laughs> we're going to revisit that. We want to share that with you because it's it just keeps getting dumber. I didn't have a chance. To, I had three hours Saturday. I still didn't have a chance to cover all of it. We're going to try to catch up with that next on the score. Mike Esposito, Steve Rosenblum with you. Thank you for joining us this Memorial Day. Chicago Sports Radio 670. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medella is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter and medella is your reward medella the mark of a fighter Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito with you, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're here till 10 o'clock. We'll turn it over to Mark Grody. Mark will be here. It's sort of like the washing machine, this the Saturday suckage washing machine. <laughs> We're going to turn it over to Grody. 10 to 12.45, Cubs baseball. The pregame show is Zach Zabin. And then Cubs and Rays. And after the game, Gabe Ramirez will be after the postgame. Gabe Ramirez will be here till 8 o'clock. So over the weekend, and you heard it at the end of, this, end of last week on the score, Mark Shanowski, who co-hosts the, he was on, he was the guest on the score. He is Stacey King. They are the stars of the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. And their guest was Scotty Pippen. Perhaps you've heard of him. Nice guest. A good get, as they say. Yeah. Scotty had stuff to say. And, <laughs> and, 
And you would say, if you know this story, of course, Scotty had something to say. And it's, it was, he had a lot to say about Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson and the team. And, and here's one that sort of synthesizes the utter hypocrisy. Scotty has no idea what he's saying or what it looks like. He really needs a friend. Here's what he was asked about. The, the subject started with Phil Jackson and would go into Michael Jordan. You know, you play for the guy. What's your relationship now with, with Phil? Even, even with the game, you know, I look back at my years playing with the Bulls and how things sort of ended up. Like, I just don't know if he was ever in my corner, you know. <laughs> and I say that to say him as well as Michael, just kind of how things were handled the last couple of years going through a contract, like they want one more year and this and that, you know, and I'm just sitting over there like, I don't care how many years they give you. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, so that was, you know, he just really, turned sour to me his last couple of years of coaching. Not that that took anything away from me as a player or how I played the game or anything, but it was more, he became selfish. And when you're around selfish people, then things just, it, it, it really was the breakup of our game, to be honest. You know, one selfish guy on the team, another selfish guy coaching the team, it just—it was time for a divorce. Okay, <clears throat> Mike Esposito, help me out. That was Stacy King on the "Give Me the Hot Sauce" podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, that was Scotty Pippen. Stacy King with a question, former teammate of Scotty Pippen's, along and Stacy King and Mark Shanowski on the "Give Me the Hot Sauce" podcast. You can get that on the Odyssey platform. Open up the Odyssey app, A U D A C Y. Search six seventy the score, and you will find it. The Odyssey app. Speaking about selfish, was it Phil Jackson or Michael Jordan who refused to go back into a playoff game against the Knicks with 1.8 seconds left? Which one was it, Phil Jackson or Michael Jordan? I was going to ask you to give me 1.8 seconds to think about it, but you you got the 1.8 in there ahead of me. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean... If Scotty has any advisors, agents, whatever, it would probably be do do wise to get in his ear and tell him to stop t- talking about stuff like that. It just like why like is is it a do you think it's a is it a jealousy thing? Is it a yeah, you know? Of course it is. I, but I mean, come on, it's one of the most beloved franchises and beloved teams in the history of sports forget about the sport right that that the jordan bulls you can call call them whatever you want i call them the jordan bulls sorry scotty but i will say this when jordan went to play baseball who kept that bulls team afloat and who was an mvp candidate that year right scotty pippen had a fantastic year right Mm -hmm. 1994 whatever 393 94 but why come out now and rip on because what else does he have He's got to sell bourbon somehow, keep his name in the news, I guess. Let me I don't I don't get it. Let me point this out about the selfishness. This is the height of hypocrisy. This is what he says. He had talked about how 
he, he didn't like the way he was portrayed in the last dance, right? We talked about how he was he came off badly. It was a Michael Jordan thing. Well, how did he come that, off? I didn't he think he came off badly. Worse. Whatever. What? I'm not saying it's logical. No. <laughs> this is Scotty Pippen we're dealing with. All right? So you have you have you listen to this and you go, wait a minute. Why did you do it then? What was the point? If you knew it was a Michael Jordan production, why do it? And then in talking about and wrapping this all together, the last dance and the selfishness, when I talked about it Saturday, I didn't get to this. A Twitter follower named Dan Chalteel said he just literally just binged the last dance mm-hmm. again. And he pointed out this martyr Scotty Pippen. Or maybe it was the selfish Scotty Pippen who said he had back surgery to start the season in 97-98, not in the summer because he didn't want to bleep yeah. up his summer. Uh-huh. Who's being selfish there? Can we put that question to Scotty Pippen? Who's being selfish there? I don't remember the quote exactly, but it was something to the effect of, and this is from Jordan basically saying there's no way that those titles happen without Scotty. I mean, and this is from The Last Dance. And again, I didn't rewatch it. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but it just seems. It's true. Neither of them won a title without the other. 100%. And it just seems odd. And, and to what he's saying about the, the inevitable divorce at the end, okay, I get that, right? I mean, with all of the hype and all the scrutiny, and you had all the Rodman stuff going on and, you know, uh, free agency stuff, and, you know, uh, they didn't want to pay Jordan because he was making a ridiculous sum of money at the time, $30 million a year. You remember Reinsdorf saying, I, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but something to the effect of I'm going to regret doing this at some point, you know, paying Jordan all that, the one year, $30 million or whatever it was. Pippen's contract, which they told him, you know, you're, you're not going to like this contract a few years from now when he wanted the long-term deal. They gave him the long-term deal because he insisted on it. And then a few years later, he hated the long-term deal. And it's like, well, we told you not to sign it. Well, Whose fault is and that? And all he right? did was whine about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just, you signed it. What's your name worth? Or do you want to just be selfish? And I have read this too. And you'll recall as Pippen did exit the Bulls, it was a sign and trade with Houston. And they made sure, and I'm not saying this was all done in the Bulls, you know, because the Bulls were being so magnanimous and blah, blah, blah. They did get him paid. He got the max amount of money that way because the Bulls, Signed, did the sign and trade as opposed to just letting him go in free agency. So, 773 texter, he's being honest about how he feels. Anyone who goes negative is dumped on. You guys suck. Well, that's true. We do suck. But here's where 773 texter, here's the point we're making. The point is as obvious as the one atop your head, 773 texter. He's a hypocrite. Don't start telling me how selfish Michael Jordan is, how selfish. Phil Jackson is when you have been the height of selfish, you acted like a baby. You're not going to go into the game because the, with 1.8 seconds left, because the play wasn't called for you. You're the one who's not going to have back surgery in the summer because you don't want your summer messed up. Who's being selfish at that point. That's what, that's what we're saying. That's the point we're making. Scotty needs a friend to tell him. This is like, dude, Shut up. Now, in sports radio, we don't want him to shut up. No, please keep talking. Yes, we need that. But, dude, he needs a friend to say, shut up. No, and, and like, think about it from this perspective. You know, any Bulls ambassadorships or, you know, glad-handing alumni, whatever, 
whatever it is that they do with old players where they keep paying you to be around, why would you want this guy around now? He's bad-mouthing the greatest player ever, the greatest player in your history or franchise, your greatest coach in the history of your franchise. He was a member of all these championship teams, so he could do this. He could cruise. He would, he would just have to do nothing and make a nice living, still get to go to the game, still get to be a presence around the team, whatever. But now, I mean, how do you do that now? Well, you don't. That's it. And well, we now you don't. To, exactly. We ran out of time. We don't get to play Scottie Pippen saying Michael Jordan was horrible. <laughs> we're we'll paraphrasing. We'll get to that later yes. on. Uh, I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. Leo Stoddard is doing a terrific job of staying awake during the show on Memorial Day. And we'll take a break when we come back. Top of the hour. We had there had we talked about the White Sox and Cubs. There was much the White Sox as they continue to soil the bed. There's much gnashing of teeth and the embarrassment that is the White Sox now for trying to gaslight you and saying everything's different, it's not different, and they suck, and they're just, they're awful. There are people who say, blow it up. And there's a problem with that. There's a big problem with that. Espo and I will discuss that after this. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.